Hi everyone, welcome to episode 56 of Shaman Talk. My name's Rhonda and I'm your host and this week we're going to talk about shamanism and empowered spirituality. So, this comes up a lot and this is what my work is all about, being empowered with your spirituality. I don't want to hem you in and tell you that things are right and wrong and stop you from um, exploring whatever it is that your heart tells you to explore. Anybody who knows me will know that my work is centred around helping you to create a path that works for you. My training, for example, was called um, Creative Shamanism. I, I trained with the School of Creative Shamanism. So that's how I was trained. Thank you to Carol Day. And our school is now called the, the Centre for Creative Vision. And it was just such a wonderful way to work there were you know you're not hemmed in you're not told things are right and wrong you're allowed to explore what is right for you what resonates what fills your soul what fills your heart and that's what I do that is the pathway that I offer I offer the pathway of empowered spirituality so being an empowered spiritual person means that you always have to do the personal work we're going to go into what that means because people often say, well, what does that mean? What is personal work? How do I even do that? Where do I start? So I, th- I think essentially personal work is moving into right relationship with yourself in order to be a highly effective spiritual person. There's usually an amount of work in the very beginning of a spiritual awakening to get to that point of connection. Sometimes there is. Sometimes people are really connected immediately but they struggle to filter or understand what they're being given some people are not connected at all and are completely blocked the way around those and through those issues is to work with yourself it's not to do more journeys or find more guides or buy more crystals or see more practitioners the way to be a connected confident spiritual person is to do the personal work so your trauma and we call it trauma some people have an issue with that word some people think that they don't have trauma because it wasn't as bad as someone else's but trauma just means difficulties in life you know there could you can have had you could have had a, a you know a really a gold dust life and one thing happened to you as a child and it really stayed with you and it's made you really question whether you can trust people that's a trauma okay And trauma, whatever it is for you, acts as a a lens. So you know in school you would learn that when you put light through a lens it refracts or retracts, it moves, it gets bent, the light changes. Well that's what happens when you um, work with spirit and you don't do your personal work or you're not willing to do your personal work you don't have to have it all done but you do need to be doing it um i don't think anybody ever finishes their personal work but they definitely need to be dedicated to inner um healing and wholeness so what happens is when you don't do that work you're viewing your spiritual life your messages your interpretations of things through a lens that bends the light so much that it comes out not the way that it was intended. Mm. 
And I see that a lot with people. They just cannot seem to grasp what it is that they're being asked to do. They can't see the wood for the trees. They know it's important, but they don't know why. And it's because the the bit of being an empowered spiritual person, the bit that people often miss is that it's the personal work that counts. You need to learn the steps. You need to meet your guides. You need to do all of that for sure. But if that's all you do, then you're really going to struggle to become fully connected and confident in your work. So, if you are already a healer, a, a reader of some sort, a medium, a tarot card reader, that kind of thing, and you don't do your personal work, then you will probably not be growing. That is my experience. I work with a lot of practitioners and I know that when I don't do my personal work for whatever reason, I do take breaks. It's important to take breaks. But if for whatever reason I'm, in, I'm avoiding a big piece of work, I don't move on as a practitioner. My work stays the same it doesn't get it doesn't improve so for me my professional life and my personal life my my personal work run parallel to each other so I know that the more personal work that I do the more shame I uncover the more vulnerability I express um what you know whatever it is that I'm doing the more I can do that properly and deeply my work with other people improves. So that's really one of the driving forces behind what I do. I really do it to improve my shamanic work with people, with clients. Secondarily to that, for those of you who don't work in the healing arts of any sort, what personal work does is it can create massive transformation in your life and in the life of your family. So I'm going to tell you a wee story, just very briefly, about my life and my family. I was the black sheep of the family. I didn't belong. I wasn't included in things. You know, you can read, you can listen to the podcast about my life, the most vulnerable podcast I've ever recorded. You can check that out. You'll, you'll hear more about it there. And... So additionally to being the black sheep, I was also a saviour and I was always trying to get people to do things. Oh, you should do this, you should do this, you should do that. But when I dropped all of that and just focused intently on my own work and on my own healing and on my own personal work, the strangest thing happened. People started to notice. They started to notice and they wanted to know what I was doing and how I was doing it. And now, going from, I did a whole um, podcast on family, you know, how to get your family um, on board with your spiritual work as well. That's another one that talks about this story that you can check that out if it resonates or you're struggling with it. But now, every single member of my family has gone from thinking I was a complete crackpot, although they were all very respectful, but they thought I was nuts. They've gone from that to some of them are doing shamanic training Many of them are um, using shamanism in their life in one way or another. And it's been completely transformative for all of us. I didn't say a word. I didn't try and change anybody. I didn't try and get them to join in. I just went about my business and and got it done for myself. And that was the biggest ripple effect 
that I had for the people around me. So we're doing our personal work to become an empowered spiritual person. One of the reasons we do that is, is to become more powerful with the work that we do for others. We become inspirational for our friends and family. We start to ripple out, that effect ripples out into the world and it makes a huge difference. You'd be very um, heartened to know that this hard work that we do really does make a difference to the world around us. Okay. So I mentioned at the beginning that being an empowered spiritual person is being in right relationship with yourself. Okay. So given the way that our culture is set up, we're not really set up for success here. We're not really set up to have to be in right relationship with herself with ourselves. We are in- encouraged to not put ourselves first. We're encouraged to help other people to the detriment of ourselves, especially all the women listening. I mean, I'm not a man, but I've, from the many conversations I've had with my husband, you guys have your your own problems with this as well. How do we get? ourselves into right relationship how do we do that well we need to make ourselves our own number one priority I also have a podcast on that so in this podcast I am drawing together a lot of the themes because all of the things I talk about in my podcast are about this it's to get people to the stage where they're empowered empowered shamanic people that's the kind of the point so I might be laboring some of these points and you might have recently listened to one of the podcasts but hopefully this podcast will kind of help help you to see how we're bringing all of these subjects together so my dog's snoring in the background stop it flight <laughs> good boy so we're looking to make ourselves our own number one priority listen to that podcast but why why do we need to do that? People think it's selfish. I have many, not arguments with people, but um, quite firm discussions with people about how can I make myself my own number one priority? Why? I have kids. How can I do that? Well, here's something that I have to say about this. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We model to our children how they will be in the world so if you put your children first and your husband first or your wife first or your parents first and you're always you're always last or second last or you never put your needs first your children will model that behavior they will learn that they are their needs need not be first they will observe your behavior and copy it so they will not learn how to put themselves first in this life. By you putting them first, you are actually modelling that you are not important. And that's what children learn. It's just a point. Just going to put it out there for you to think about. What I'm not suggesting is that you abandon your, your kids and your family and your whatever and don't do anything. I'm not suggesting that. What I'm suggesting is that you treat yourself as you would any important relationship look after your needs make sure that you get what you need because that is the way to start to trust yourself because if you were in a relationship with someone else who never put you first you wouldn't trust them if you were in a relationship with someone else who didn't 
look after your needs or think about you or do anything for you, you wouldn't trust them. So that is what also happens by not putting yourself first and not treating yourself like an important relationship is that you fail to trust yourself. You let yourself down again and again and again and the trust goes. So if anybody's interested in learning more about trust, check out Brené Brown's Marble Jar Theory. So every time you do something for yourself, you choose yourself, you pop a marble in the jar. And eventually, over time, you will really begin to trust yourself and bring yourself more into right relationship, which in turn helps you to become a more empowered spiritual person. So what are the other things that we can do? Well, there's podcasts on most of these that you can go into more detail. Boundaries. How do you move into better right relationship with yourself? Have better boundaries. Learn to say no. I don't know if I'll... Um, sometimes I feel like I labour this point. You know, sometimes I feel like this is all, all I ever talk about is boundaries and some of these other things that I'm away to mention. Um, but I can't overstate the importance of having good boundaries. And I also can't overstate that people think they have good boundaries, but they don't. Like, if you think you have good boundaries... Maybe you do, which is great. Congratulations, you are a rarity. If you've not, um, if you've not actively gone about changing your relationship with boundaries, and you have good boundaries, well done, super. But most of you think, now nah, I've got good boundaries. I do have good boundaries, but you, I invariably find that you don't. You just think you do. So, have a think about boundaries. If you are never uncomfortable or if you always say yes or you're never willing to have difficult conversations with people or you avoid conflict um, or you're the one that people always come to when they need help but they're never willing to offer it, that kind of thing. You've got a boundary issue. If people talk to you in a way that, that you don't like, maybe at work or at home, you have a boundary issue. So in order to move into right relationship with yourself... We need to look at your boundaries. The next one to look at is blame. Blame, blame, blame. Who do you blame? That's what we do as human beings. The first thing, when something goes wrong, the first thing that we do is figure out who's to blame. And blaming is so prevalent in our society. It's everywhere. When I first realised the extent to which I blamed people, which was during lockdown, actually. So it was really new for me, this... I knew about blame, but I hadn't really immersed myself in it as a project. And when I realised how often I blamed people for stuff, I was embarrassed, I was ashamed, and I was horrified. And I immediately set to work to start to unpick blame and to talk to my family in the household that we live in about blame and now we try we've tried to remove blame from our household it's not easy but it is possible shadow work people often really do shy away from shadow work because they're scared of it and they think that shadow shadow work for those of you who don't know is about going into the hidden parts of yourself and um, people often think that it's all your horrible bits, your nasty bits, but it isn't. The shadow is your repressed bits. 
And what is really cool about shadow work is that it's not only the bits of you that you can't stand to look at that aren't great, like pettiness or passive aggressiveness or anger or whatever it is that you don't realise. Basically, you don't realise you act in a certain way and it comes out when you least expect it. That's shadow running the show. But what is also in shadow is all your good bits that you repress. So, for example, if you really look up to somebody and you really want to be like them and you think, wow, oh my God, they're so amazing. I really want to be like this person. You probably are like that, but you're projecting your repressed confidence or uh, whatever it is that you see in this person, your repressed good bits in another, that's in your shadow as well. So if you choose to do shadow work, there's real gold in there, real nuggets of gold. So those are boundaries, blame, shadow, projection, which is kind of shadow as well. It's all connected. Working with your shame. I love Brené Brown's work on shame and vulnerability. You know, so check check out that work. If you've done it before, go and do it again and ask yourself the question. So I hear people tell me a lot that they've heard of Brené Brown and then I ask them, oh, amazing, what did you do? And they say, what do you mean? And I say, well, I listened to her um, first TED talk on vulnerability and immediately knew she was talking to my heart and that I needed to do that work. So a few years ago now. And I spent a year working with vulnerability and I still do that today. I still struggle with it, but I still work with it. What do you, how have you put that into practice? What did you do with that information? And quite often people will say, oh, nothing. I just, I really liked it and I thought that it was really relevant to my life, but I didn't actually do anything about it. So, what can you do about all of this stuff? Boundaries, blame, shadow, projection, shame, vulnerability. It's a massive list, isn't it? There's so much of it. And you're like, wow, am I ever going to become an empowered spiritual person? Am I ever going to manage to do this work? It seems like a really tall order. Well, one of the ways that you can begin to do that kind of work is to make your way through these podcasts, which is completely free. If you've done the free introduction to shamanism class, great. If you're not confident about journeying at home, do it again. Get confident at journeying at home. Get confident at speaking to your guides. The only way you're going to get confident is if you just do it. If you have fear about doing it, listen to the fear podcast. If you have doubts about whether you're making it up in your head, listen to the podcast about that. All of the information for you to be able to work um, effectively towards becoming um, an empowered spiritual person are in these podcasts. The content is all there, right? So then say, okay, well, I've done the free stuff that Rhonda offers. I've done the free classes that she's done. I've done the free healing circles. I've done the free podcasts. I've been on the resources page and I've looked at the free PDFs that she offers and you're still looking for more. I very rarely talk about what we sell on these podcasts because that's not what they're for. They're they're free content for you to be able to um, forward your path without hearing sales pitches every five minutes. That's not what I'm about. However, today I feel 
very my guides are very drawn to me discussing a couple of your paid options because I've got a lot of people who follow me now and a lot of you have been here for a while and a lot of you already are part of these two programs but I'm going to tell you about them now. The first um, program that I want to introduce to you is the apprenticeship program. Now I'm not going to go into massive detail, I'm not going to bore you to tears. What I am going to say is that in the show notes at centreforshamanism.com forward slash 56 you'll get both of the links to a web page that will give you all of this information. Yeah, so you can go and check it out for yourself and see if it's for you. The apprenticeship program is my way of walking you through how to become a, an empowered spiritual person. That's what the apprenticeship does. It's a 15-week program that you can do in 15 weeks or you can do it much more slowly. You can It is self-paced, but for those of you who like more structure, it's weekly. You can take breaks if you need to and there's support there if you need it. The apprenticeship is broken down into video and audio workshops, healing circles, activities, ceremonies, journeys, healings, feedback, projects. And it takes you through all of the steps that you need to become an empowered spiritual person, week by week by week. And honestly, I'm actually like amazed so far at the people who are doing this apprenticeship and the openings and transformations that I, ha- that I have witnessed have been so humbling. Um, I'm just so, so amazed. It's fantastic. If you have no shamanic experience whatsoever, you can take this apprenticeship. It is absolutely f- takes you right from the beginning. If you have a bit more experience and you're looking to get back into shamanism, it's a great way to grow your confidence. We even have full-blown practitioners doing this course because they realise that they have to go back and do the personal work again or more of the personal work in order to get to the point where they are empowered practitioners. So it's also really good for that. There are three sections. You've got the foundations, the intermediate and the advanced. We start you off slowly and we work with things like growing your confidence with your shamanic work, how to interpret journeys, working with spiritual resistance, you know, that kind of thing. Then we move on to the intermediate section which takes you through shame and vulnerability and boundaries and how to tell a new story so by the end of that unit you're really empowered to move into the advanced section which is all about personal healing so I teach you how to use shamanic techniques for yourself it's not a practitioner training it is a it's a personal training for you in your life to give you the type of confidence and peace and connection with yourself and understanding of what the hell is going on in this life. That is what this apprenticeship is about. We also have um, our elder mentor, Jenny Lynn Sessions, who does some bonus trainings in the advanced section as well. It's brilliant. So check that out. That is an amazing way for you to do all of the things that we've talked about today in a structured, supported fashion. Right, so a 15-week programme might not be for you. You might be thinking, no, I can't can't even think about doing that right now. So there's another option. The other option is our membership. Our membership is packed full of value. 
I'm going to, if I remember everything that's in it, it'll be a miracle. I don't have notes in front of me today, but I'm going to try and remember what <laughs> what is in the membership. So we have a live event every single week. We have one ceremony a month that we do together. So you get sent an email with how to prepare and what to do, and we do it together it's every month. We have two training sessions a month with, I'd give, I'd pick a topic and we do some training on that. And also there's a Q&A question and answer session. So you can ask as much as you like about whatever you want in those sessions. And then the fourth um, live event is a healing circle. So or a healing transmission. So there's one a week, every week. There's a live event with me doing something for, for you and with you. Each month we have a monthly mantra project that we work on together. There's a private Facebook community that is lovely where it's more... Um, kind of conversational than the community group because it means that you can you've had some training and you're um more able to have those inspired conversations you're a little bit more confident people are a bit more confident about that um so it's a really great way to be involved in the community on top of all of that there is also a bank a library of courses that you can do so these aren't like the apprenticeship these are just courses that you can do at your leisure and they're from basic right through to advanced there's a boundaries course there's an inner compass course there's a moon cycle course there's a tree project so there's different projects that you can access which you can ask for feedback on and i will give you feedback there's a library of resources so there's loads and loads and loads and loads of content and the cost of that is 19.99 a month 20 quid the cost of a lunch I keep it as low cost as possible. It's what I'm all about. And that is a really brilliant way to get the support you need to become an empowered shamanic person. So those are your two options. Those are the things that I offer at the moment that you can do in order to support yourself with this work. If anybody is thinking, oh, well, they both sound good. You can do both at the same time. I have many people who are going through the apprenticeship and are also part of the membership group so you can do them both together the apprenticeship is also you know it's a 15 week course but we keep it as low cost as possible so check that out if it's still too much we do offer payment plans um you'll be i think you'll be pleasantly surprised at the cost of that so go and check it check that out shamanism and empowered spirituality this is where it's at guys becoming an empowered spiritual person and moving into right relationship with yourself and those around you. It's been such a freeing journey for me. Um, and I don't, I, sometimes it's hard to get the message out there. Sometimes it's hard to get the, um, to get the, the offerings out to people. It's hard to let people know what the options are because you don't want to bombard people with selling which if anybody's hung out with me on my page or anything long enough, then you'll know that I don't do that. But also, I really want people to know what the options are. So hopefully you've got something from this podcast today, regardless of whether you're interested in joining a membership or an apprenticeship or not. Um, The way forward is really finding a way to do this personal work that works for you. Sometimes people really work well with counsellors and psychologists, for example. Sometimes people work better from self-help books. 
some, you know, but actually a lot of the people I work with have tried all of the books. They've read the books or they've been to the practitioners or they've tried counselling. A lot of the people I work with have tried that, but there's still something missing. And this apprenticeship and this membership are often the thing that's missing. And that's not just me blowing my own trumpet or blowing the trumpet of the Centre for Shamanism. That is the feedback from all of the people who currently are taking those programmes. Right, okay, I'm going to stop talking about it now. I think that that's, I think that I've made my point. So if you want to move into right relationship with yourself, find ways to do that. Get yourself over to the show notes, centreforshamanism.com forward slash 56 and read all about the opportunities that the Centre for Shamanism offers you to do this work. (coughs) Now the guides are definitely telling me that the podcast is finished because I'm just about to joke. (laughs) So, have a drink of water. Have a great week. We're having a rest from the activities and journeys this week. (coughs) So I'll see you all. Same time, same place, next week. One last thing, I really encourage you to join my Facebook community. It's a beautifully safe space to discuss all things to do with shamanism and you are very welcome to join us in that community there. If that resonates with you, you'll find the link on the show notes for this episode. Much love and have a great day.